Yo, 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 Colin, we're recording. Let's hear those shitty-ass AirPods. It's PP01. What does PP stand for? What does PP? Well, penis. Patrol. Pandemic protest episodes. Pandemic protest episode 01. And maybe it's maybe it's kind of insensitive. So what does that mean? Actually, just P eleven. I don't know. Nope. I don't want to jump right into that. I don't want to just jump right into that, dude. That's how we should. We should. Yeah, that's that's all that's happening in life right now across the world. We've got protests in damn near every city. We've got lots of things going on. So explain it, Colin. What is it? Oh, and by the way, you're gonna hear me shake this box of nerds probably this whole episode. (laughs) Because I am not putting this shit down. They're too good. Watch me go in on them. Uh, uh, I just lost. It. I just lost. This is boomer shit right here. I'm trying to get back. To, I'm trying to get back to Zoom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, bro. Bro. No. So, you know, there's just. Obviously, this happened after our episode last week. No, it happened the day of. We talked about it last episode, right? Yeah. Uh, Wait, did we, we talk about... We uh, talked about how George Floyd, it looked like... Yes. Murder in cold blood. That was the got day it, that got we... It, got. That was the day that I, we... I thought you meant, did we talk about uh, the protest? And I, I was going to say no. no. We just talked no. about the event. So then, yeah, two days later, we saw it kind of erupt into pretty significant like black lives matter protests and then it just turned into a huge ordeal like popping up was in some 30 cities or something like that yeah. all over the united states downtown a lot of rioting a lot of instigating but the big story is that the police you watch video after video after video after video and these cops are the ones that are are instigating and it's just so disheartening yeah, I think the unfortunate thing about all this is that no matter what you believed going into it, if you believe that it's justified, if you believe it's not justified, if you believe there's no options left, if you believe people are just looking for an excuse to be destructive, no matter what you believe, you will find something to support your narrative. That's the unfortunate thing. Because nobody nobody decided something different because of this. Everybody just is looking at this and taking from all of the events whatever it is they believed before the event started. It does really suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm over here. I can kind of see like just a little bit from literally all sides. You know, it is unfortunate. It, it does suck. No. It, it feels like some businesses that should just literally be left alone. Like you would think that they'd be left alone. Uh, yeah. But you saw, you saw those businesses still stand in solidarity. You have like paradise garage, paradise garage down the short North. They got fucking, their windows got destroyed, but they said we can rebuild it though. And we stand with, you know, with the, the side of cracking down on police overreach and brutality. You and, saw it with uh, Soul Classics as well. Yeah, and uh, I think that it's interesting this time because there's no the argument isn't 
This is like this is like the Rodney King beating. You know, nobody looked at that and said, "Yeah, he had that coming to him." You know what I mean? Right. The the argument was about the way people were handling it and the riots and all that stuff. And this is the same way. Like I was reading a transcript of Rush Limbaugh's uh, radio show today, and he he even said, "Like he's like we nobody." disagrees with the fact that this was a, a grisly murder on camera like this was awful and so like you're seeing this like empathy there that we haven't seen from the far right in a while which is interesting but now it's reacting to looting and rioting and and all that stuff which makes it really hard to to just discuss because people are so are so um, set in their views on that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. And that, that's, that's more or less what I was trying to say. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, you know, I, I love to, I love to dive into the conspiracy aspect of it. And have you seen this hashtag bait bricks? Yeah, dude, I posted about it today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. What what are your thoughts on it? I didn't know you posted about it. Yeah, no, it was just a graphic people were passing around that like so like hi, what what do I what am I? I'm a a um lonely a pile, pile of bricks or yeah. something like that. Basically saying like look, if you see a pile of bricks and there's no construction sites around, there's a good chance they were put there by somebody to get people riled up. Oh yeah. And give people a weapon. Whether it whether it be by people who are planning a protest or whether it be a false flag operation where the government is setting people up, seeing a lot of that too. You're seeing cops smash windows, smash their own cars. Yeah, looking wild, man. Yeah, that that was the other piece I was going to talk about. Is I feel like there have been no shortage of cops or people who seemingly don't belong at the protest or part of the protest. Uh, yeah. doing things to fuel the protests. Uh, you saw it with the guy in the gas mask, the white guy in the gas mask, smashing the auto zone. Yeah. There was I mean, that. That, was the, that was the thing that started everything. Yeah. That was the thing that started the riot in Minneapolis. Yeah. And then, or started the um, looting. Right, right, right. It, that's what escalated it. But th- there's, there's, there's a sociology part of this, I guess, that explains all that. It's that mob mentality, herd mentality. It basically talks yeah. about, you know, it just takes one catalyst and then and then everybody like escalates just above the last one. And then before you know it, you're not even you have no idea what you're even doing. You're just kind of participating because you're participating. You don't really know why. You yeah. Know? I think yeah. another significant and what's what then what's happening because of this, and I'll I have another thing that I think is a significant factor, but I'll say what's happening here is there's also they're instituting a curfew. And as of today in Columbus, it's indefinite until the mayor says that there's not going to be a curfew. And then like one of my coworkers was on her way to the office during a call this morning. And she's like, there is national guard and like, and like military vehicles on every corner downtown. It's like, what, what is this? Like, like, what is this? What is 2020? It's just, and, and I think a significant factor that is really, really uh affecting this is the fact that we've been on lockdown for two months so it's literally like somebody's got a box of bees 
and they're just going like this, shaking it up, and then opening it up and saying, hey, here's the next thing 2020 has for us, fucking riots. You know what I mean? And it's just everybody's been cooped up. Everybody's already pissed. The economy is tanked. You know, everything is falling apart, and everybody's mad. And so, of course, this sort of thing is going to erupt. You know what I mean? It's wild. It feels different this time. It feels different. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like 2020 as a whole, each thing we faced has felt different. You know, we've never seen in our adult lifetimes, we've never seen most of this shit. Wow. I don't know. It's wild. I saw I saw a tweet that said 2020 giving me serious series finale vibes. I also sent you that post about what happened in Louisville. Which is yeah, crazy. I I like skimmed through it. I, I I read a few paragraphs and then I skimmed through it, but I got the gist of it. You yeah, want the, to the, talk the about it? it? Yeah, just I mean, just a hair, just because I feel like that's one of those ones that I haven't I haven't noticed anybody posting about it. Um, you know, I I don't I don't I also don't get on Facebook and spend a lot of time there because honestly, it's a fucking it's just a black hole of shit right now um it's everybody i mean it's always everybody arguing but it's it's a different type of arguing this is like this is arguing to the point of you know not having friends i'm i just see too much of it and i'm i'm cool i just don't even want to be there so um whether whether this is circling around or not i feel like more people should be mad about it uh cops and I think it was like the National Guard or whomever firing live bullets into crowds of people. Like crazy. You know, get your little beanbag bullets, get your rubber bullets, your fucking corks, whatever. That's fine. Use your tear gas. Like these are these are methods, you know, that have been in place for years to control unruly crowds. This was a seemingly peaceful protest that they claim. Uh, someone was shooting at them, so they just started shooting back, like into a crowd of people. In the process, hit a guy. He's a local business owner, owns a barbecue spot that was actually known for like giving free meals to police and things like that. Um, killed the gentleman and proceeded to leave his body in the street for 12 hours to the point where when protesters were showing up the next day to protest, they were greeted by his body still in the fucking ground or still, uh, laying on the ground, which is, I can't think of many things that could be other than them signaling that that was left there to create uh, an image that was left there to say, you want to fuck around? This is what will happen. So it's it's fucking wild. You guys need to look that shit up. The president's not helping either. No. Uh, at all. I didn't see it yet because I was doing stuff all night. But I guess he gave a he gave a short address at some point tonight where he was basically saying like he'll bring out the military if he needs to kind of thing. And I think it's because dude was getting fucking clowned all day today. That whole shit about the you know there's protesters outside the White House, so they turned off the lights that like illuminate the outside of the white house and they brought the president down to like the, the terrorist bunker. It's like five stories below the white house. 
Like, really? dude, that's some little bitch shit. <laughs> Even Nixon I, had the balls to go talk to protesters in the 60s. I think that... Hated uh, him. I think that he's... Uh, he's in over his head. Yes, he's in over his head. And he's also, he's been in the media, I mean, a lot more than normal because everybody wants to know how he's going to respond to this. Like, he is the antagonist for most of this, most of the time. Dude. Like, what what are you doing to help resolve this other than fucking getting mad at Twitter and asking to speak to their manager? Dude, it's, it, it's crazy because, like, last year, uh, it was like, People were often saying, like, yeah, we think Donald Trump is scary. We think about how badly he would handle a crisis. But we're lucky because there's been no real crises yet in his presidency. And then last year, the Puerto Rican or Puerto Rico uh, earth, earthquake mm. or hurricane, whatever, hurricane Maria or whatever it was, you know, that just fucking destroyed Puerto Rico. Uh, you know. And he handled that very poorly, but it's like, oh, well, you know, Puerto Rico is not actually a state and, you know, there's that whole thing. So it was kind of soft in the blow. But then right now, man, it is just a triple whammy. He's dealing with a, a, a virus crisis, which is new, a new thing that nobody knows how to deal with because nobody was alive a hundred years ago. Uh, and then an economic collapse and now fucking civil unrest. Oh, dude, it's just yeah, going to get worse and worse, too, for, before the election. And we look at that and say, holy shit, you're doing a terrible job. But how do you think like they're just going to spin that? They're going to spin that and say, like, oh, no one's ever seen this trifecta. You know, yeah. nobody could have handled it, yada, yada. But they're, at the same time, it's it. like but at the same time, you know, the refuting of that is. But you are doing exactly what everybody thought you would do. You would act like somebody who's in over their head, who was, he's probably sitting in his little bunker going, man, I, I wanted this. I wanted to be the most popular person in the world, but didn't really realize how fucking heavy of job it is. He's probably sitting in there fucking playing Animal Crossing, looking for the, looking for the answer. Uh, shout out. I want to talk about this real quick. What is that? Shout out to my uh, this is my, from my brother's brewery, Black Rocks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, called Super Deluxe uh, Hell Hellas Lager, and it's just like a German crisp lager, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. But the funny thing was, my brother sent me uh, t- uh, two bike tires. Two. He sent me bike tires. I don't know why I said two. You know how many bi- tires are on a bike. Uh, well, I mean, he sent me bike cycle. It could have been a trike. He sent me bike tires for my for my bike because uh, I want to get that back on the road. And uh, I was like, "Oh, sweet! He sent these. I don't have time to get my bike out and fix it up today." So it was just sitting in my room for two days. And then I was like, uh, "Yesterday, I went to go do it and put the put the tires on." And I open it up, and I'm like, oh, "There's something else heavy in there." And I pull it out, and there was a huge ball of like uh bubble wrap and inside there was just two beers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's pretty funny. That was that was a the ease. But uh so my bike's crazy. back on the road. I forgot how awesome my bike is. I forgot how great of a ride it is. Yeah. My it's a surly, surly cross check track mm-hmm. bike or 
kind of an all-purpose city bike. I love it. Yeah. Glad she's I back. Think, I think uh, I think Kyle has a us early. Um, so two things. One, I saw a picture the other day of a Fuji fixed gear. Um, it was called a Fuji Declaration. And holy fuck, I missed that bike. Uh, that was the bike I had. It was a, I had a 2011 Fuji declaration. It was like matte black with like white rims and shit. And it got stolen from my last house, uh, during a garage break in. They took my two bikes, um, shit ton of other stuff. But, uh, I saw a picture. I, I don't know where the fuck I saw it, but I, I, I had to like do a double take and I'm like, Oh shit. I had that bike. That was my fucking bike. So I spent a good chunk of, yesterday or the day before one of the two looking for one uh like i was on ebay you know I, i'd go to like google and type in like fuji declaration craigslist and just look for like any craigslist that had yeah. one i did the similar thing when it got stolen because i was actually looking for it um speaking of paradise garage that's where i picked that bike up um but did not find one so now i'm on the hunt for one and then as i was thinking about that uh dj cosgrove actually has one. He has the exact bike, color, everything. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I got to get that shit back. Um, also, speaking of bikes, holy fuck. You oh, would think I going to say he's going to sell it to you. No, he's not going to sell it to me. I think we've had a conversation about it before. He likes it. Um, no, but speaking of bikes, holy shit. Like, bikes are gone everywhere. So a few weeks ago... I was uh I was at Meyer Walmart you know like you know various throughout the whole um, week or whatever I don't I don't know what the fuck I was getting but they had bikes racks and racks and racks of bikes everything was fine I've been telling my kid that I'd get him a new bike because for whatever reason the dude grew like six inches I'm not really sure yeah. what the fuck is going on there but uh, he grew like six inches so not only is he well above the limit to ride roller coasters now. Uh, we can't go. Um, so I was like, hey, let's actually get you a new bike. You've been complaining about your bike being a little small. Um, let's go today. You know, we have these masks from fucking some kind of cause that my wife wanted to support, so she bought us masks. Uh, it's called Love Your Melon. Yeah, I know nothing about it, but that's what it's called. Um, let's throw these masks on. Let's go to the store pick out a bike. Started at Meyer, no bikes, none. I was like, ah, no big deal. Uh, they must, their shipment must be not in. I don't know. Fuck, maybe, maybe their supplier is fucked up. Let's go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Why would they not have bikes? Zero bikes at Walmart. So now I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are bikes the new toilet paper? It, like, I don't know what's going on. So I, we go to the parking lot. I said, let me look online. I check Target. I check, uh, you know, some other just various like medium sized stores in town and they're all gone. I said, fuck it. Let's just take a shot on one from Amazon. Also gone. Something is sold out on Amazon. Like that's crazy to me. It, I guess it happened with toilet paper and sanitizer and all that shit too, but bikes. People have been cooped up, man. People want to get out. They want, that's it. Like, oh yeah. A bike. We need to get bikes. We should get bikes. We need to go ride bikes. You know, everybody's thinking the same thing at the same time. I did the same thing. I, t- I texted my brother 
but and you said, have hey, a bike. Like it, it's I know, fucking, but like who doesn't have a bike? It. It, Apparently, people. That's what I mean. Like, who the fuck doesn't have bikes? Like, are that many people upgrading and changing bikes? Because I feel like the main demographic for people buying bikes right now, it's got to be like, I don't know, no more than 20% first-time bike buyers. And the rest have to be like bitch-ass upgraders like myself. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan, though. Um I see you. I see you leaning in to put things on the board. <laughs> leaning in. Uh, no, we started to talk about Facebook for two seconds earlier, and I wanted to ask, have you tried to use these uh, Facebook like messenger rooms yet? No. Like, are you familiar with them? Rooms? Yeah. Is it yeah. just like chat rooms? I mean, it's Facebook's answer to Zoom rooms. So there's there's a feature on Zoom called a Zoom room. And it's like a virtual room where it's always open. Like, you know, with our Zoom, like I have to dial in, which like initiates it, right? It creates the room and then you dial into it. There's certain numbers that are just always there. So like you can pop in and out like whenever, like maybe I'm trying to think of like a good, a good use case for them. Like, let's say there's a software release and like, somebody can sit in a zoom room and just like leave it up all day. Right. And like different people can pop in and like provide a status of something. It's just always there. Pop in whenever you want. And I guess like Facebook's been working on some beta shit and they wanted to put it out now because of the the quarantine and all that shit. I saw, a, I don't know, a fucking video or a commercial. I saw something for it, um, but didn't pay any attention until I got on tonight. Uh, I logged on to Facebook and I noticed uh, it was right there at the top. There's a, a whole thing that says rooms. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is about. It's actually, it seems like it could be kind of neat just from a, we're all stuck inside. It's like, it really is like a chat room. I, I can't, but it's like a video chat room. Like if it, you pick like a room, like mine says Jeff's room. And if I go into that I can pick other things for like room activity. There's like join me, keep me company, board at home, happy hour, trying rooms here all day. Like there's a bunch of weird almost Very like statuses. Yeah, statuses for the room. And who's invited? It can be an open room, all friends. And I guess it just kind of throws it at the top. I guess I'd compare it to like if you and I went live and people could just join. Yeah. Right? So I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. My worry is with Facebook specifically is that it's just like, uh, did they slip this in with the current terms and conditions? So we're all just kind of doing whatever, not knowing what the terms are and they're just recording. They just want to know what kind of conversations people are having. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're already looking at our messages. Uh, so you, you just went from you to me. Like you, you went through all of the emotions from how you respond to Facebook on down to it doesn't matter. They're already looking at it. Like you, you did both. <laughs> parts. I don't even have to like weigh in because you did thing, both. I give parts up. Of I give up because it's like so easy to. It's so easy to be like, you know, preach from the rooftops about how terrible all these. Things. But it's like we've already fucking all clicked. I accept. We've already done it. It's too fucking late. Wouldn't that be... That would be a cool, like, Netflix documentary. 
It's just called I accept. And it's all about the about bullshit. POCs. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great concept? Somebody's got to be working on that. Yeah, because there's got to be a lot of stories about how people like got themselves in a pickle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, where's Shawnee we should, G? We should Shawnee figure G. it out. We should figure out if it's happening. If it's not, we should make a documentary called I Accept. I would be, at, at minimal, we should start acting like we're going to create one. Secure the, <laughs> like secure the name, do everything. And that way we can get some interest from people who could actually create it. But then we I could, could somehow... Do a, I could make a documentary. You think so? I think so. Let's I know enough about it. video editing and pacing well, and I mean, producing. I got that part too. And I have, we, we have some cameras no, and some I, phones. I mean, like, I know I enough know. about making films is what I'm saying. Well, explain to me, what films have you made? No, I, I haven't. No, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I did. I did direct a music video for Empire of Rats. Oh, and it's a good did, video. You directed a birthday video. Directed, edited a birthday nah, nah, video. Nah. I actually did do it. I edited. I, I'm a I'm a decent video guy. Yeah, I can do some motion graphics too. Why? I've dabbled. Why we... I've dabbled in all of the creative stuff. Right. I know your next question. Why aren't you using your talents for heckin' cool dad's podcast? No. My answer to that is: Look, man, lots going on. Oh, I agree, but I'm very interested in doing this. I accept thing now. So let's, let's, uh, ideate on it. Let's get some more people involved. We know so many like very, very good creatives from the film perspective. We know so many, like, why aren't we doing something cool like that? We should be, um, we'll just be consultants. We came with the name. You can do some graphics. I'll do some PR shit. I'll set up some meetings, things like that. We'll get somebody else to do the film and editing. I feel like we're on to something. Um, speaking of Shawnee G, uh, tonight he went down to the protest just to kind of check. I don't the shit know out. who that is. Oh my god, you probably do. I just maybe not by the name Shawnee G. I'm not gonna oh, throw his government oh. out there, but uh, he went down to the protest tonight, and when he went to leave, his car is roped off for a suspicious package that was left right by it. So the fucking bomb squad had his shit like roped off. Oh my God. Yeah. Wild. All right. So, um, I've, I've noticed multiple things on here. We've talked about it on, uh, I think the last two to three episodes of this, but Colin. Oh, real quick, wait, real quick, real quick. Real quick. Go on. No, this is a news headline. Louisville's police chief was fired after a black man was fatally shot Monday by officers who had not activated their body cams. So, uh, so let me just note that in the article I sent you, that was in there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, I told you I skimmed it. I skimmed it. You did skim it, and I I didn't mention that. But yes, they did not turn on their body cams and was fired as a result. Um. Because you looked at the article I sent you, you're probably now getting headlines related to that. Because that's the way our lives are. We're targeted. We're targeted. Everything we do on our little devices, the next move is targeted. Um, No, I was just going to ask for an update on your deck. I saw some very nice progress. I finished my fucking deck. I finished it. So... I didn't know this was going to happen until at the end, but 
I really like that you did the horizontal wood that yeah, matches baby. the front. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I told you. you. It together. I told you when I held up my little drawing a couple weeks ago. I told you I got a grand plan. It's all gonna tie together. Yeah, looks real good. So, so that horizontal flat, the house. That flat. horizontal flat is gonna continue along the bottom edge of the house like a stripe, like almost like wainscoting, but mm-hmm. horizontal. It's gonna be cool. Uh, I will be staining it. Probably, I mean, it's treated wood, but that it's actually ideal because that spot is in direct sunlight for about 70% of the day, mm-hmm. 65% of the day. So it like, and that, and the back of, and the back of the house just reflects all over the place and just centers heat in that little thing that, so that wood will be ready to stain probably in three or four weeks. So I was, uh, I was referring to, are you going to paint your house black? Oh yes, I am. Dude, you got to do that. I like, I now know. I'm starting to get excited. Like, like I'm watching a fucking pimp my house. Like it, it's like I'm watching an episode because I would love very to do slowly. It's, it is very slowly. I'm getting a little antsy. I'm waiting on the third episode and it's not here yet. Uh, I would like to be able to do things in my house like that, but obviously I can't because the fucking bastard HOA, you know, it's, that's just where I live. Uh, I need to live somewhere else. So I'm, I'm living so vicariously you can't, through you, you. You have like, is there just like a handful of colors you're allowed to use? Yes. I assume there's like a, just a small palette. Uh, none of these houses have been around long enough for us to need any type of new sighting. I have yeah. no idea. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my pillows. <laughs> I have no idea what that process looks like. I plan on being out of here before we ever have to like reside our house. But yeah, just if we're talking just fences, for example, um, there is one fence you can get. That's it. Just one. Wild. It's just a, Wild. like a, one of those 48-inch aluminum fences. It's like black. Uh, yeah. Of course, they pick like the most expensive fence in the world. Like people are fencing uh, uh, around their small-ass little lots, and it's like seven grand. It's it's incredible. When we did our patio, all in on that deck, all in on that deck. I haven't returned some of the stuff. Like I bought four stair stringers, the thing that holds the steps. Uh, and they were, I misjudged and, uh, and, I uh, so I had to get different ones. And so I haven't returned stuff yet, but I'm thinking all in doing the deck by myself over the course of the week. I spent probably 750 bucks, hmm. nice. maybe. So when, when we did our patio, um, we had to go through like a whole approval process and you have to submit crazy. like drawings. You even have to say like, you know, you have to have landscaping around it and you have to provide like the species of all the shrubs and trees and everything you're going to get. You got to do the whole thing to get approval. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, anyway, it's done and I feel really good about it. It was it was so frustrating though because I like was like I was chipping away at it all week a couple hours at a time after work. Mm-hmm. Um as long as I could stand it, I was like always like every night I was like working so slow cuz I was so exhausted and I was just like throwing stuff and you know just putzing around. 
But then I decided, you know, Saturday morning was, I was going to get up this at the earliest I could start, start using a saw, which I usually say 10 is the nicest, you know, being nice to my neighbors and, uh, got out there and just fucking, I was out there for like eight, nine hours and I was on track to being a hundred percent done. I, I was like, so I was feeling good. And then I adjust enough wood for the, the handrails all the way around. And it's like adjust enough. I had no room for error. And as you can imagine, I fucked up a measurement and I didn't want to go back to Lowe's for a third time that day. So it was like 8.30 PM and Lowe's was going to close in a little bit. Anyways, I was just like, fuck it. I'll fucking finish it tomorrow. So I had to still do a little bit more work yesterday. Uh, but it's done. Yeah. So two things. One, next Sunday, let's do in person. I know that we uh, said we might do that this week, but yeah, we forgot. I think I think we both. Not only that, I, I just I almost canceled tonight. Like I was down there taking a nap. I have a headache. I don't feel that great. But I think I'm actually going to have band practice tomorrow, and Dang. I didn't want to do band practice and then do the podcast right after and then have to come home and immediately start editing all the shit. Like I said, all right, suck it up, Jeff. Let's just go upstairs and get this shit going. I actually, today was for the first time, like a really long time, a Monday that wasn't like super crazy. I had my normal Monday morning meetings, but then I had all afternoon to like get work done. Uh, Sierra's their, their center is officially open today. So they were like back in it and Beatrice went with her. So she was with her the entire day and like, like actually not with Sierra, but like in the program, like a kid who's there Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the boys were being really quiet and it was beautiful outside. I was sitting outside on my new goddamn deck working for a while and they was actually pretty smooth sailing. So So it's opposite. I was ready for this. So the whole time that daycares were closed, we chose to still pay uh, a portion of our daycare, right? A couple reasons. One, it is a chain that we go to, but they're independently owned and operated. The the folks that own ours, I think, own one, one other one. Yeah, you're still helping with their salary. Yeah, so... We wanted to help out. Um, I think the first couple weeks, uh, we maybe paid full price. And then I think enough people wanted to help out. And they said, hey, if everybody wants to just do half or if you want to do none, we're not going to force you. But if you want to, we said, fuck it. Like we're, we've already allocated for that money. Let's not, let's not get us to the point where we start using that. Because yep. we think we just have it. Let's just keep on, you know, paying. And what they're going to do, I think, is uh, some kind of, you know, like let's say we paid fifty percent for eight weeks. Well, then the next eight weeks, even though we're back, will still just be fifty percent. It, it'll like all even itself out. So uh, my daughter did go back today, and she had a fucking blast. Uh, I felt I was so conflicted with sending her back. Because I don't think I don't think everything that we've been going through is over, but I also don't think it's at its worst right now. 
Yeah. So very conflicted. Um, although the thing that kind of pushed me over was she's just bored in this office. So when she's in here with me, uh, when she's in here with me, she just watches TV or gets in the shit she shouldn't. And then when she leaves here, she's downstairs with uh, my wife and we just keep passing her back and forth. We don't have the time to do activities with her and shit like that. So it's very exhausting. So then even after work, I feel exhausted from trying to manage. And then I don't want to do these things either. And I just feel like a shit parent. So we opted to send her back. Um, I know she's only fucking two and a half, but we had a talk with her and we said, do you want to go back? We wanted to make sure like she wanted to go back. Um, and then I picked her up today and it felt all worth it because she did not stop yapping the way home. She was just talking about swinging and like all the things she did and playing with bubbles. And, you know, uh, our daycare has like an app we connect to that lets us see all the shit she's doing throughout the day. She just looked like she was having the most fun. It was like every picture that came through was her and a new activity and yada, yada. And it was really cool. So they, they have the procedures were all great. It did take a lot longer to drop her off, uh, which I knew it would, but it was great. And on top of that, I know I said this before, but a few days ago, she officially got her glasses. So she now uh, joined the club. She's got glasses. We had been preparing her by like, you know, she, she seemed real interested in like touching ours and holding them and stuff like that. We had her wearing her sunglasses around, but now she's got her own glasses. They're cool as fuck. They're like, they're Dude, so hip. I, like, I your kids both have the cutest glasses. And... Dude, I, I, like the first picture you posted, I was like, "Oh, she has got some somebody's glasses on, and it's cute." You said like new glasses, who it is, or something like that. But then a day later, or something, I saw another post that was like, "Oh shit, she likes actually getting glasses." Yeah, that's so wild, man. We we had noticed like sometimes when she'd be like looking at us, like trying to communicate, all of a sudden her eye would turn in, and my wife noticed it first because she's like fucking hyper attentive to detail. She's like, does it look like her eye is crossing? And so then I started really paying attention for it. And then her one eye did appear to be crossing in certain situations. So, you know, that shit's hereditary. My eye used to turn in when I was like four or five. Uh, I had to wear a fucking eye patch to strengthen it. And then glasses. And then my wife had a similar thing. Hayden had a similar thing. So it's hereditary. We knew at some point she was probably going to need glasses. We didn't think it was going to be when she was fucking two and a half, but. So took her in, um, and they were able to tell, yes, she's farsighted. Uh, and it was also early enough that they said, you guys caught it so early that, like, you know, it's you don't need an eye patch right now. Like, what will happen is if you let it go, the brain will start thinking, like, hey, I'm not going to get a clear image from that eye, so I'm going to stop trying. And then that's when you have to, like, mm-hmm. do the eye patch to, like, strengthen it and force the brain to use that eye and shit. Interesting. So yeah, so so we did. I tried a few glasses on it. Man, I just I think back to Oh, like, use the eye patch on the good eye. Yeah, you put it on the good eye, forcing the other one to work. Um I think back to like when I got glasses and I, I'm wondering if if there were cool glasses back then or if everything looked like my glasses. Cause it, it, my glasses suck. Well, no, you're you're probably right. I think looking back, may, I think may I want to think. You no, know, all glasses were ugly then, 
And I'm actually thinking, wait, maybe we were just poor. Yep, yeah. we were just poor. Yeah, that's what so. I think happened. So they had so many glasses for her to choose from, and I was, like, trying on all these fucking – I mean, they have, like, Tom's glasses and, like, Ray-Bans and for fucking two-year-olds. It's crazy. So I tried a few on her, and uh, they had these really cool, like, see-through, like, mint green little hipster glasses. And I was like, oh, my God, they look so good on you. But they weren't the right size. So the lady at the store actually texted the rep. And the rep was like, "Oh, they're you know they're go- they're sold out everywhere." But I happen to have the size you're asking for in my demo bag, so he overnighted them to the store. We went back and tried the two different pair, and they still just weren't the right right fit. So we ended up getting these like purple and pink ones, which, dude, they're so cute. Like, and she has not taken them off. She's wearing them 100 percent of the time. She's still very uh, excited. Because you you probably think. You think that a kid would want to mess with them a lot, but then it's like, wait, if it's actually helping them, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, apparently, it's it's not super common for kids to leave it on. They, like kids throw fits; they don't want them on. Oh, uh, wow. They they kept making comments that like, you know, she's very participant or very a very good participant. Like, I've never had I've never had a child this young just be so good. Like when they got to put their little chin up on the machine and like all, she did all of it yeah. flawlessly. Um, the thing that holds her back is she can't fucking really communicate. So they're like, you know, you can't Better, be like, Hey, worse. read that read that letter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they couldn't match the letter. So had to do it the old school way with like holding various pieces of glass up and shining a light. And like they used their yeah. vision to look at something. I don't fucking know what they do. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. It's a couple things. One, it's wild because Sierra and I both have pretty bad eyesight and none of our kids have glasses. It's the weirdest thing so far. Um, but uh, it's wild to think about farsightedness. It's so, such a foreign concept to me because I'm nearsighted. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like so weird to me to be able to think that you can see things that are far away, but not close up. Weird. Yeah. I have to squint. Like if I don't have my glasses on, I mean, I look blind as fuck. If you watch me try to read anything, that shit is like two inches from my face and I have to do some weird like squinty thing. Like, yeah. It, it, it looks Here's fucking... the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. There, uh, I have caught myself at least two times in the last year or two got them nerds in the last year or two reading something on my phone and pulling it pulling (laughs) the back a little bit pulling the back a little bit yeah and uh i'm just like oh man uh because my dad has my dad's got uh bifocals or the they're not bifocals anymore it's you know the progressive thing they are bifocals but it's not yeah you don't see the two sections and they're they you they fade into each other, so it they progress into each other. The gradient. <laughs> um, it's actually tech. It's like literally what a tilt shift lens is. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it that's literally what it is. All right. So new music. Let's just fucking Let's talk about. We got three good record. Oh, we uh, yeah, 
for me, three great records came out on Friday. All I right. didn't put one on the list though. You put but yes. I think the one did. we can agree on. Alfredo. Alfredo, baby. Um another another fucking classic from Alchemist. And Freddie Gibbs. As, yeah, as far as uh, beats go. Um how many times have you listened to this record? Uh at least eight or nine times already. I mean it's not long, which helps. It's a good chill list, and it's really it's good for any like I was cleaning and listening to it. I was chilled outside listening to it. I was listening to it quietly at night. I was listening to it while I worked today. I mean, it's like uh, it's also crazy that unless I missed an announcement, uh, I'm pretty sure they announced it on Thursday, released a music video and song that day, and then it came out on Friday. And so, so I don't even think we've said much about it but you're you're a huge freddie gibbs fan i think uh i'm a big i'm a really big i think he is a literal goat i think he's one of the greatest of all time i think he's really versatile i think pretty much everything he's done is great how did you feel this record lyrically and just flow wise compared to some of his previous records to be honest with you i he is doing uh if i were i think it is a great great record it will probably make my top 10 if i were to criticize it at all i feel like he settles into the the triplet flow a lot that was my observation as well and that's why i worded the question the way i did is because i wanted to See if you felt that same way. I do think that. But I think he's great at it. I think it's a good look on him, and so it works. I just do feel it does. If if I were to say, if I were to criticize anything, I would say that it is a slight, not lazy, but like I just feel like you know, I, it, it gives the impression in. that this record he wrote very quickly. That's what it does to me because when people or when that, people yeah. use that type of cadence and flow, I almost feel like. Like sure, they're still flexing. Like like he still puts words together, be- you know, beautifully. It's not mumble rap or yeah. anything like that. But the way he, when that flow is delivered several times in a, in a CD or a record, however you want to say that, um, it does feel a little. It feels a little lazy. It feels like maybe they rushed it. I don't. They didn't rush it, but it feels well, like maybe. It, it, here's my here's my thought on it. One, maybe it may, not rushed, but maybe that was just they were hanging out in the studio for a week and they're on one wavelength. You know what I mean? Where there's kind of a similar vibe because it is a vibe. The record is a vibe. You know what I mean? It feels like a session. So, and that session just happens to be alchemist beats and bone thugs style. Uh, flows. Yeah. Uh, so but, the other record that you put on there, the reason I didn't mention it first, I have not listened to it yet. Uh, there's another one I forgot to put on here, uh, that so you also we, probably haven't listened to. We can, uh, we can talk, but, no, about, let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. The heavyweights in Zabalba, uh, put out another goddamn slab of concrete. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just most of it. Uh, I, 
I know their last couple albums have been like half English, half Spanish. I don't think there's any English on this album. All the song titles are in Spanish, and I'm pretty sure it was all in Spanish. But it is so goddamn hard. Holy shit balls. I just couldn't believe how heavy it is. And then the last two songs, mm. the last two, my opinion, it's funny too because I talked to my band about it, and Daryl was completely opposite of me. He said, I actually didn't care for the last two songs. The last two songs for me, the the rest of the record's awesome, but I could forget about it for these two. Like it's worth it for these two songs. And it's like one is like quieter and there's actually like some melodic singing, but it's like doom. And then the second one, it's like part one and part two, the song titles. Mm-hmm. And the second one is like straight up funeral doom. And then I'm just like, holy shit, I want to hear Zavala do an entire record like this. Mm. Dude, I love it. So great. So I so will great. check it out. I admittedly have not really checked for that band in some years now. Yeah, to be honest with you, like I listened to their last two records and I thought they were fine. Mm-hmm. But like this one like has got the this is like like because uh the album um Hasta La Muerte is like a, actually like a very big influence on a lot of Maranatha stuff. Like like I feel like they nailed they nailed this really sludgy, doomy beatdown. They fucking nailed it. Uh, and then I feel like they, you know, they were there. That band has also cycled through a lot of members. You know what I mean? And I, I think the last couple of records were just fine, but the new one, it is hard and it is creative. It's a solid record. What was the, what was the third album that you didn't put on there? Oh, uh, so this one was just one that I just found out about this band a couple of weeks or they just announced themselves a couple of weeks ago, but I'm a big fan of, uh, Chelsea Wolf, the singer, and she started a band with her drummer called Mrs. Piss. And, uh, to look up the vinyl album cover at some point, the vinyl version, cause it is wild. Uh, but, um, uh, it's her and her drummer just doing like the only way I can describe it is it's like nineties, nine inch nails, Marilyn Manson meets or by way of hole. I mean, it's like, it's just like wild, loud girl, mm-hmm. grungy rock, but with this kind of industrial vibe and gothy vibe to it. It's great. It sounds like Chelsea Wolf, uh, on cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, it's did great. you did you watch the new uh, body count put out a video? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I just caught it by happenstance. Um, I was watching some other YouTube shit, and um, like you know, uh, it, when you're on YouTube, there's like if you're logged into it, there's different sections, and as you you know watch things and search for things, it starts to tailor those sections for you. I've actually grown to love that about YouTube. It does a really good job of targeting me. Uh, I know I got off on a tangent here, but it does a great job of targeting me so much so that downstairs, like on the Roku, I switch to a different account to do main, like all my main shit so that I can just use the one account for me so that it continues to target me with stuff. Because there's like a gaming one that seems to tailor itself exactly to what I want to see. There's a music one that seems to be phenomenal like i don't have to follow anybody because it tells me exactly like oh so and so did this 
that's beside the point. But um, I happened to catch that body count, did a video, and it starts off with like this 45 second to a minute like dialogue from Ice-T. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's for the song Point uh, Point to Finger with fucking uh, Riley Gale. Oh, Power oh yeah, dude. I, I love that song too. Yeah, so I, it's got, I'm gonna watch this. basically what happened was everybody he asked everybody, including Riley, everybody to perform, you know, like in quarantine, like have your girl record, have do whatever, send me your iPhone videos, and then he had somebody edit it. So it looks so perfectly low budget. It, it's like it is the video that they needed. Like it's perfect because it's so fucking low budget. It's a bunch of iPhone videos just edited together. So, yeah, it's pretty tight. You got to check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, my, my wife said, whoa, there's some old guys in this band, huh? <laughs> They're old guys. <laughs> yeah. They're all their, like, Ice-T is 59 or something like that. It's crazy. No, Ice-T's my dad's age. He's 62. There you go. Fucking crazy, man. Fucking. Because yeah, I, I, I remember I texted my dad a video. And I was like, dude, Ice-T is your age, man. And he's putting out fucking hard, <laughs> hardcore right now. What are you doing? Just kidding. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about your uh, your Hall of Fame records? Yeah, might as well. We're all around the subject. Well, not only so, that, but we, I think we missed it. You, you like left the same records up there one day, and we didn't we didn't have anything to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so and I also, don't ex- I, also, I also don't expect... I, I, I kind of look at this as like a trivial thing, like uh, if we get to it. Yeah. Tonight, though, I actually picked these, curated them because they were ones that I could talk about. Uh, well, I, like, I got my box of records. records. I'm just going to sit back and let you take it away. Colin. I'm, trying, I'm trying to do these, trying to do this for you. Uh, no, speaking of records that are a vibe, Pusha T, Daytona. This was my album of the year uh, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is still so great. I mean, it's it was the first of Kanye's uh, Wyoming sessions or Jackson Hole, where he's in Jackson Hole, Wyoming at that studio. To me, it is Kanye. Like it gave me hope that there was still some really strong creative energy in Kanye West. <laughs> and to me, because this is this is him at his best, sitting behind the boards. He wrote a really tight seven songs, like what, 22 minutes long or something like that. Push a T as hard as fucking nails. And uh, yeah, solid, solid record. Love it. Uh, so I'm interested in the second record because I don't know what that is. So this is Sunbather by Death Heaven. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to Death Heaven. I think you would actually like some of it. I don't, you would, you wouldn't like all of it. Uh, Somebody told me about this band. This was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. Somebody told me about this band from San Francisco called Death Heaven. And I thought the name was really sweet for one. Like Death Heaven is such a sweet band name. Uh, But they said it's like, it's black metal, but it's high product. It's higher production value. And it is, like black metal cross with post rock, you know? So it's like the really emotional, uh, uh, long form stuff, but it's all with blast beats and with shrill vocals. 
and I and I listened to their first EP and their first record, and I thought they were a very good band. I was really I became a fan, and then they came out with Sunbather. To me, this was this is an instant classic. This is like could like in my opinion, like a Converge Jane Doe, or you know things like that. Where like this is like like people will be talking about this as a hallmark of a genre, and uh, because it really did spur a lot of bands to start doing a very similar sound and uh they call it metal gaze you know shoe gaze mixed it's like i so i actually when i i typed the name in google so i'd remember to listen to some of it later and it says black metal black gaze post metal screamo <laughs> but that's the thing that's what what this re- i keep i keep pointing i kind of stopped looking at myself and pointing it's it's, it's freaking me out because it's backwards anyway uh Oh, you see, I've I've moved on to just my back, mm. two backups here, um, but uh, no, this one they just got it right. I thought I thought Red's Judah, the one before it, was good, but when Sun Sunday that came out, it was just. I think this is like uh, it has something. There's an element to the melodic guitar parts. I think you need to listen to this record. I think you need to listen to it. I think you need to like sit and take it in. Okay. It's a it's a trip. It's only five songs because like some of them are ten plus minutes long, but uh, it is it's just a it just feels really good and it's really emotional. There's elements of it that almost have that kind of like early ni- or late nineties, early two thousands emo big building things. The end of metalcore records, you know, day 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 that kind of thing, and uh, um. It, I don't know. It's a perfect album. It's perfect. so. Let me just point out that I'm very used to you uh, saying records are too long, and you could have you could have gave me less. Like you basically, you'll say that that some records are too long, but you're okay with this seven track, sixty minute record. Dude, it's like I said. It, it, uh, album length doesn't matter to me as long as it's right. You know, a lot of times I think short rap records work better than long ones. A lot, of, uh, but like you know, I'll also listen to the Funeral Doom Band Mournful Congregation that will do songs that are twenty five minutes long. You know, like if it works for the medium, it's fine. This record doesn't feel like an hour long. It you t- you go on a journey with it. One more question about that record. Is that the American or Japanese version? Uh, American. Apparently, it's the, the Japanese version has an extra song, has track eight. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want to add anything to it. I would listen to a B side, but I wouldn't want to listen to the record with another song. It's perfect. Uh, no, it's 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 really good, and it is. It it was polarizing too. You know, they became very popular and they became like one of those bands that it was cool, uh, like a metal band that it was cool to be into if you were a hipster. You know, they became all of a sudden they were considered like hipster metal. Mm. And so, and the next couple records I just thought were okay. This one's magic. Lastly, Deftones, Diamond Eyes. Best Deftones album. Straight up. We've talked about this. You want to say it's White Pony. You want to say it's the uh, Around the Fur. That's what people want to say. If you listen to them at all, if you listen to all of them, this one rises to the top. Best you FM record. You pointed to the wrong side again. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> nice. Yeah. It is amazing. Down tuned as fuck. And right, I've, such, uh, such great songs. So I've got that one. I've got that one uh, queued up. I'll listen to it. It is interesting. Uh, the records you recommend for me, and then I always just like out of nowhere hit you with some shit. I'm always like sending you bullshit that you don't really care about. Uh, oh come on! I, I don't send you I any, uh, to- Funeral Doom, but I did send you a band called Funeral Wake. Yeah, dude, that shit was wild, man. It was like, it was like, Diet Despised Icon from 2006, 2008. Did you call it Diet Despised Icon? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's that's it's like, like, it's, it's Despised, Despised Icon Zero. <laughs> oh, shit. That feels like it should probably be a diss. I don't know. I kind of like it though. It was kind of a diss. That was the thing. It was supposed to be a little bit of a diss because it, it wasn't as good as Despise Icon, but nobody is. Yeah, I mean they're kind of their own beast when it comes to that genre. They they're they're also I don't I don't feel that. See, you related it. You went right for like Despise Icon. I didn't get that. I, I didn't really get that vibe from it. I got more of that like older, you know, oh seven or fucking. Like, yeah, I, I think hear I, you. I think I said like, oh, this is the record I would expect after the last Dead Default record. Yeah, no, so, that's yeah, it's it's definitely dumber. Yeah, in a big, good way. Big dumb breakdowns. Lots of bass drops. Big dumb breakdowns. I was into it. Um, so another thing I want to address because I've been thinking about doing this myself. Um, I use this space for everything. This is my work from home space. This is my, you know, uh, play video game space. This is my record music space. It's my everything space. And I kind of lately have been wanting to get a second space. Like, I just do. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I'd use it. I mean, fuck, I don't even know how I'm using this. Like, I feel like every time we talk, I've got a different setup and I've done something different to this. Yeah, and you're back with a different setup here. It's not It's not stopping. I'm going to keep going. I have... Uh, I bought some more things to change my space again. I can't wait. Um, but that being said, I've been thinking a lot about trying to utilize the basement more for you know, music and things like that. And so I've been very interested in getting a new computer, um, maybe even a new laptop. I think that's primarily what I'm going for, just like a nice laptop that can handle some, some light music production. And I can take around uh, if I travel for work, if I ever travel again for work, I should say. Um, And then I see a text from you where you have got a new music machine. So what's going on? Yeah, baby. I just just got to the point where it's like, I always end up using my work computer for everything. And I don't like... My work computer is top of the line and it's sweet and stuff like that, but I don't really like to keep personal. I don't like to use it for personal stuff. And it's always like a, a big ordeal every time I want to set up to record music. And so I thought I want to have a dedicated machine just for music. Maybe some of my freelance design too. Um, and you know, I was looking around and I was like, I don't need much. I just need to run Logic and some plugins. I'm not going for like a huge high powered thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I started looking up Mac minis and I found one on Craigslist. Somebody was offering it for 520. 
I texted him and said, it's a, it's, it's a current, it's a current generation 2018 model, uh, base model, 3.6 gigahertz, i3. It's, it's nothing special. Uh, but I was like, will you take 450 bucks for it? And he, and he goes, it's better than, it's, it's, it's better than the other offer I got. So sure. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, all right. So we met up. It was funny too, because we were going to meet up on Saturday, but he lives downtown and he couldn't meet up because he was stuck downtown because of the oh. riots. And then it was yesterday too. So, but no, we met up today and got it. And then I got that goddamn Will Putney plugin and it is exactly what I've been looking for in synthesized guitar for the last 15 years. It's exactly what I've wanted. I told you. Dude. And they had a they had a Memorial Day sale still going on, 30% off. Got it for $105. Nice. And my God, dude, it's like, I'm not going to record a record with another album's tone, but it's so cool that I could just be like body count, bloodlust tone. And that shit's so hard. And you it's, know what I mean? it's pretty fucking close. Like there's a, there's a, every time I die tone in there, I think the low Did teens you, one. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, pretty a, tight. it's a Marshall, it's a Marshall tone. And that shit is so hard. Yeah. Um, Dude, you'll the Ampeg V4 sounds so good. That's what I was getting ready to say. I was going to say, you'll also notice some other things once you get poking around. And and if you start blending the two, oh, man, limitless. When we recorded the last uh, Push Ahead stuff, I used dual layer. I used that for one layer and then my Kemper for the other layer. Nice. Got, got some heavy, heavy shit out of it. Um, but I've used it for uh, bass stuff. I was messing around with it tonight. Yeah. And it, okay. I didn't, I didn't know if you actually I, recorded anything with it yet. No, I, I mean, I am using my baritone guitar. It's a, it's a, it's got Fender P90s to, or not Fender p 90s It's got Seymour Duncan P90s. So it, you know, if I flip it to the bridge pickup and flip the tone knob all the way, it sounds like a bass, just mm-hmm. higher frequency so then in for now and because i am going to record stuff for this other project i'm doing with an actual bass but for now i'm doing it with like a octave pedal on mm. the thing and just octaving down it sounds a little wobbly uh but dude through that shit dude i like i want to play my hm2 my hm2 crank all the way the fuck up like they did in 1991 through the Ampeg V4 bass cab in there and see if I can get it to sound like it's supposed to sound. <laughs> Dude, I'm so stoked. I like it's literally everything I've wanted in a plugin. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. And the funny thing is if you really get like playing around with shit, you'll notice that it's not even considered like the best. It's just like, it made me so happy when I got it. I was like, I don't really care if there's better stuff out here because this is what I want. That being said, I started getting more and more and more. That's the thing. It's like, like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even read that. If that is not the best, but like the, the records that he has produced, like that's the sound I want. Right. Dude, I was playing my seven string. I was playing my seven string with the 
knocked loose a different shade of blue tone and i was just i was about to take my seven string and just smash the window with it (laughs) i mean it's i was like ready to fucking mosh crazy yeah i got myself a dedicated goddamn music setup down here and here's the other thing i was gonna like hang our old tv on the wall and do a whole thing with that and i Mm -hmm. still might at some point because it's sitting here and it's like a 50 inch tv um and it's like plasma and it's like a thousand pounds. Um, but I totally forgot that my buddy Chris gave me a like old Samsung monitor from that he had from college just sitting in his basement. And he's like, do you want a mono monitor? And I was like, yeah, I'll just take it. I could probably use it at some point. And it's literally been sitting in my garage for five years. And I was like, oh shit, I have a computer monitor. And then I was like, oh, it's VGA. I don't have VGA. And then I was like, Oh, I do have a VGA and I had a cable. I had a cable and I have a dongle. Like everything worked out. Today's been a good day. Um, I have a monitor for you if you want it as well. I have I have I'm, two. Does it run two? Can it run two monitors? I, I'm, at, I'm yeah. I'm sure, well, I'm sure. Yeah, it's got HDMI and four USB Cs and two regular USBs. I have two 24-inch widescreen monitors. I'm doing nothing with them. Maybe if I set up an actual studio down here, I'll we'll talk. Well, that, I feel like right the monitor now, you sent me, I thought it was like tiny. It's small. It's probably uh, 24 inches, maybe. Oh, well, never mind. It's, I mean, that's not 24 is decent. That's not tiny. Well, it's, uh, well, maybe 18. I don't know, 19? Yeah, I think I was going to say 19. It looks tiny. It's All not right. big. But I sit with it right in front of my face, so. Uh, have you ever seen the show Fucking Naked and Afraid? I have not. The idea seems strange to me, and I'm also kind of unfamiliar with the idea. So, I've heard of the show. I've even caught, like, you know, clips or bits and pieces. Like, I've never made it a point to watch the show. I come downstairs the other day. And my wife is watching the show, or at least it's on. I don't know if she's watching it. I think she's watching it. Um, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, catching pieces of it. And there's something called Naked and Afraid XL or something like that. And it's, like, people who survived the ra- – <laughs> I see your face because Naked and Afraid XL, you're like, where are you going with this? Uh, yeah, baby. It's, like, people who survived the original Naked and Afraid it's like an all-stars that's basically what it is the original Uh the original one i think you are there for like 20 days or 21 days so it's like survivor without clothes yes yes you are butt ass naked uh the original one i think you're dropped into i want to say various types of things like one might be like you know the fucking some I don't know, Australian shit, like, you know, and you're around some kangaroos and whatnot. The next one might be like the fucking Sahara. Like, I think they change where you're at every so often. Well, this one was 40 straight days in an area, right? It put in perspective exactly how much of a bitch I am. Because as I'm watching, <laughs> I had not that that caught me by surprise. I could not have fucking imagine 
being anywhere but naked in the wilderness, surviving off just random things for 40 days. I mean, my feet hurt when I walk in grass without shoes on. Like, I am just not made for the wilderness. We that already know that I don't like that bugs. Means, that, uh, that, though, means that you're not barefoot enough. Why? Dude, my feet are rugged looking. Dude, I, I'm barefoot a lot of the time at home. <laughs> I did not do any work on the deck bare feet, barefoot well, because I was... I hope not. But I have done home improvement projects barefoot before. <laughs> so... I I have to. I, I mean, like, when I say home improvement, I mean, like, basic shit, whether it's, like, building some furniture in the house or just doing some random shit. And I will use my feet as a second pair of hands. It's like it's like some monkey shit. Like, I'll take my foot and, like, hold it up and, like, <laughs> grab my toes around things and use it as a second second set of hands. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not made for the wilderness. So watching, uh, watching any amount of Naked and Afraid... And there was a vegetarian on there, like who was able to survive for fucking. She thought she was gonna break veg, straight veg, and uh, ended up ended up getting by the whole time, like just living off fucking, you know, fruits and twigs and berries and shit like that, grass. Uh, that's also you think like because I'm a little baby about stuff too. I I was talking a big game about the barefoot thing, but uh, um, I think about like my hands being dirty all the time or like having to like sit on a log your hands dude all up in your butt crack like what do you like everything oh, would be dirty like it, fuck it, your it, hands it, ants in your butthole ants aren't just going in people's buttholes how do you know dude bugs okay I'm a bug. Title of the episode right there, baby. Ants aren't just going in people's buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like, all right. So you're on, a, you're, you're, you're on a log, right? Ants are in all the crevice of that log. So now you're a human chilling on the ground. Why would bugs not go in your butt? I feel like if I was a bug and I was looking for like a warm place to chill for the night, it feels like a butthole would be like top of the list. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> My blowing <laughs> My butthole analogy. I'm also hilariously blown away by the fact that I have a big pile of laundry here on this couch next to me that you can't see. And like it's got like blankets and towels and stuff, so it's like a big pile. Mm-hmm. And Melvin came down. I just have to show you. He came down and he's literally perching on top <laughs> of this pile that's three feet high. And he's like making himself a bed for it. It's hilarious. He's been working at it for about three minutes now. Uh, like a nest. So I had a, I had a roommate uh, some years ago. My buddy Steve, still a really good friend of mine. Uh, I see him regularly. Semi, semi regularly, not too much anymore with all the fucking pandemic shit. But uh, he was like one of the first people to visit me at this house, like when we moved here and stuff. Like he came over, helped me build my computer. He's always been like my tech friend I trust for 
advice on anything computer related. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when I lived with him, he was just a single dude. And like, we always used to joke, like, uh, why do you have such a fucking large bed? But you like, you never have any girls over. You, you don't have a girlfriend. Like you have a fucking large ass bed. And I swear to God, this dude had a pile of laundry on the side of his bed for the years that I lived with him. It was like, it never went anywhere. It's like he never, he just never put clothes away or something. I'm pretty sure it was always clean laundry, but it had a king size bed and where you would think a second person would lay would just fucking be laundry. It always made me laugh because I'm like, why do you? I, you know, I'll be bed? the first. I'll be the first to say that piles of laundry sit around a lot in my house because it's just I can't keep up with it. We can't keep up with it. It's insanity. But uh, it is funny. I feel like a, a a lot of people have that pile. You know what I mean? Or that made me think what that made me think of uh somebody posted a picture of Bernie Sanders waiting for the results of of one of the primaries mm-hmm. in his living room, and there's a chair right there that's got like a bunch of clothes on it and a bunch of crap. It's like even Bernie Sanders <laughs> has has that chair that everybody has the chair the, the the table or the thing that's just got a bunch of pile of shit on it all the time. Yeah, I uh, my house happens to be everything. I have so in the corner of the bedroom I tend to just take things off that I know I'm going to mm-hmm. wear again like a hoodie and I just I put it in this corner. But what happens is that's where all the things go that I'm going to wear again so it it forms a pile. It'd be like a pile of once worn hoodies. And like jackets and like a pair of jeans. It's just a whole bunch of shit. So Dog, we have wearigan bins. Wearigan? Yeah, we like literally like we'll say like, Hey, have you seen that shirt? Did you check your wearigan bin? Nice. Yeah. Just me and Sierra, not the kids. The kids just wear everything again. It's so funny. The kids are like the kids are like, I don't have any clean shirts or I don't have any clean underwear. And it's like uh I can't do laundry if it doesn't make it to the basement or the oh, laundry chute. Oh, nice. Do do like, they do their own laundry or do you do it? No, I do laundry. Okay. But it's it's just like it, I go in their room and it's like, oh, yeah, of course you don't have any shirts because they're all right there lining the underside of your bed. Oh, look under there. Oh, there's all of your shirts. So I'm a total parental hypocrite. For a number of things, one of them is laundry. Uh, you know, I think I think me and my wife both are like we will do laundry and then we take it out and it just stays in her basket, like clean laundry in a basket, just pushed into the closet because we have a pretty like massive size walk-in closet, so she'll just push the basket in there. Uh, but when it comes to my kid. So he'll tell me like, oh, I'm running out of clothes. I need my laundry done. Okay, cool. If he doesn't tell me, I don't check anymore. I just wait. I wait for the day when he goes, I go, go get dressed. He goes, oh, I don't really have anything to wear. I'm like, did you tell me? No. Oh, well, that's why you don't have anything to wear. Same kind of shit you pulled. But once his laundry is done, I take that shit out of the dryer and put it on his bed. And he has to fold it and put it away. That's like his thing. Yes, fold it and put it away that day. Uh, there's been a few times where he's like, I'm going to sleep on the floor tonight. I'm like, oh, 
Okay. That's your way of avoiding, avoiding putting laundry away. Um, but I'm a total hypocrite because I will leave my shit lay around and tell him to pick his shit up. My wife pushes her basket of unfolded clothes into the closet. We tell him he has to put his away. So I think we, I think as parents, we all have the things we're hypocritical. It's the, uh, oh, do as I sure. say, not as I do. Yeah. I, I get down on the kids for having a trash room, but my room is always fucking trashed. Oh my God. I'm, I am dreading the day he does this, but one of the things on his checklist every day is make your bed. I can't even remember the last time I made the fucking bed. Yeah. But hit him. I'll like, I'll like get on him about it. Like, Oh, I see you didn't make your bed. I'm waiting on the day. He's like, you fucking never made your bed. <laughs> I see you didn't make your bed either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's fucked up is he's getting, he's getting like a lot more vocal with his sarcasm. Like he's not holding it back anymore. Like he just like lets it fly. And he's like, he's always been this very timid, sweet kid. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little too good at being an asshole. And I feel like maybe that's because he's hanging around people who are well versed in the the art of asshole. But I don't know. I'm I'm waiting on I'm waiting on some uh some big boy asshole shit. It's coming. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Roro is almost twelve, man, and there's some big boy asshole energy going on. <laughs> <laughs> big boy asshole energy. Also a good title, good title candidate. <laughs> well, shit, what was the other one? I don't think ants are just crawling in your butthole. I don't remember now. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up for the night. Um, I only uh, I only got into my box of nerds one or two times because each time I did it, I felt like with headphones on, the crunching was so loud. Either I couldn't hear oh, you. I, I, could, oh, I was going to say I couldn't hear it. Well, okay. So for the people out there, what I did was I was self-conscious about the amount of crunch, the decibel of crunch, if you will. Uh, and I kept hitting the mute button. So I would hit mute and chew them up real you fast. You were? Yes. I, I had to, I hit mute and just chew oh, them up real fast. Oh, no. But like, How many times have you done that over the pandemic? Uh, what, the hit the mute button? Yeah. On you, never. I, I, I've only I used it like four times tonight. It was like three times because. Oh man, that's so funny. I, I felt like I really <laughs> needed some nerds, and then I had instant regret when I heard how loud they were. I was like, Oh god, they're gonna hear that. So I muted. I chewed them up real fast and let it go. And then, <laughs> and then one time, uh, oh my I, god, I muted to cough, and I was like, Hey, that's a that's a valid reason. I'll just mute and cough real quick. I don't need everybody thinking I got the Rona, which by the way, by the way, I feel like if we don't see a spike in Rona cases after all of these protests, it's over. We would, there's some fucking explaining that needs to happen. That being said, uh, I did see a lot like people, you know, cause we run in some, I know I run in, circles that are a little bit more punk rock than you do uh so but i'm sure you saw just as much as i did like tips and guidelines for protesting and stuff like that going around and uh a big thing i was seeing was like we are still respecting social distancing wear a mask 
don't congregate really closely. You know, so it's, it's cool to see that even in the midst of like people seeing red and just, and just doing their fucking shit are still thinking about other people. You know what? Let's, uh, let's end on a little more positive note. So we started off by talking about, you know, the, the rioting, the looting. Yeah. Weird how we brought that back. Uh, it is weird, but let's let's end it with a little more positive note. Did you also see several of the stories where um, one I saw a bunch of cops, like three, I think it was like three cops that were kind of like getting attacked, thrown down, a whole bunch of shit going on, and a bunch of protesters like broke it up and created like a circle around them. Uh, I saw that happen, I think a few times. I saw where a single uh, Caucasian cop got separated from a bunch of people and this long line of African-American protesters formed like a chain to make sure that nobody got to him. Uh, I saw, you know, the one that I just mentioned where a few cops had been thrown to the ground. Some people were throwing like kicks and throwing shit at him and stuff like that. And uh, a group of diverse protesters kind of created a circle around them. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that, uh, It, it, it especially, I think, sent a message, the first one that I detailed out, which was a single Caucasian cop separated from the rest of the cops and a group of African-American protesters protecting him. Uh, I think that highly demonstrated the appropriate way to, you know, lead a protest. Um they're doing it the right way, doing it for the right reason. And I think their actions said that more than anything. So mm-hmm. good shit. All right. Uh, refresh me. PP01. We doing it? Am I naming this no. PP01? No, it's P11, dude. We're still in the sure? pandemic. All right. All right, Colin. It's up to you. You, you. you decide. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Peace.